0: Welcome, cadets and captains, to another hey edition of M-Class Podcast. Hey I just Jeff, don't hey stop, Jeff. Rich. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Americans have gotten really good at tuning out for If you just power through it, you can continue yeah. doing the intro. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't do that. I'm too polite.
0: <laughs> this is like the Yorktown of podcasts. Yeah. Get out of here. I am, I am an American. I have left politeness behind. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. This is M-Class Podcast, a podcast all about the uh, deep dive and review of Star Trek media. I'm your host, Jeff Pennington. I'm your other guy, Josh Henderson. That's oh my God, name. You his forgot your own last name, name <laughs> for a second. Pretty I cool. Wanted to be, I wanted to be your brother so bad. <laughs> Josh Pen- oh Penderson. Uh, and before I introduce What's-His-Face... I think it's important to talk about uh, the fact that we are on the second episode of the Cardi C collection given to us by Daruma on our Patreon,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, which has mutated into the Cardi C and Me collection, <laughs> our, our guest star collection. And our first <laughs> guest star today for TNG Season 6, Episode 10, Chain of Command, Part 1, is Mr. Rich Masters...
1: Hello, 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 Everyone hello.
0: Clap. 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 Clap, 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 clap,
1: clap, clap, clap,
0: clap, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Man, notorious Cardassian hater, Rich mm. <laughs> Yeah. I do
1: love hate those spoonheads, man. Oh, Survivor wow. of
0: Settler Three. Yep. Our, uh, just go ahead and mark us down for less than two minutes into the episode for a mention of spoonheads. How many spoonheads <laughs> do you have wrapped around that necklace of yours, there? Uh, oh my God! Loads. Like a, like a
1: predator. <laughs> it's like here. a fucking cutlery <laughs> tray on around my neck. Jesus, I
0: need to put some space between this conversation and the ad read, I think.
1: For all your racism needs.
0: Oh my god. Uh, but the, um, the cool part about the Cardi C and Me collection is not Rich Masters showing up. It's no. that uh, <laughs> our uh, next episode is going to be, of course, Chain of Command Part 2. Guest starring uh, first time guest Zane Bauer. Same Bauer uh, the first episode that will not be a gross sausage party of M Class Podcast mm-hmm. and it only took us seven years
2: I mean I gross I
0: mean that, yeah like I clean my sausage yeah. Jeff yeah, it makes one of us um, One's
1: pristine. <laughs> pristine you could sausage eat another fest. sausage off that <laughs>
0: I need to put some space between this and the ad read. I think
1: <laughs> it's uh, for all your homoerotic needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I I always like I'm like oh well you know we've only had three guests so that's fine but then somebody points out that I've forgotten Paul and then I'm like shit and then somebody points out that I've forgotten Bam and I'm like do I need medication? Wait, yeah. who's the other one then?
1: Who's uh, Kevin?
0: <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Me. Rich. Kevin. Rich. Paul. Paul. Bam. Bam. yeah.
1: Four. Hadley on a special, but that they were only... Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. They were on the Trek King special. Yeah. And they have said that they specifically want to come back only for the episode about Moriarty. So... <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's whenever that line. comes up in a collection, you will get special guest star Hadley Sinclair. We'll do that when we do Picard season three. <laughs> <laughs> um... Deep Space Nine Cardassians is the episode after that and it's gonna be guest starring Mr. Kevin Cole believe it or not he's back baby
1: Kevin 37 recloned after that horrible replicator dick accident yeah he was trying to mix
0: a sausage (laughs) with a dick (laughs) he's like this will make it way more delicious a jumja stick (laughs) -stick.
1: (laughs) that's what they are it's canon (laughs) a
0: This, this episode of M-Class Podcast is brought to you uh, by a cool sponsor called Magic Mind, which oh, we've yeah. talked about on the show before. It's uh, like an energy shot, and it's uh, it's made out of stuff that isn't going to rot the inside of you, like other energy shots, like yeah. five-hour energy. Yeah, like when you drink a five-hour energy, it tastes like battery acid. Magic Mind does not taste like battery acid. No, it, it tastes like uh, grapefruit. It's got like a distinctive grapefruit flavor, which I was, I think I'm a great candidate to be advertising Magic Mind, because the first time I had it, I didn't like the taste of it, Yeah. and then I refrigerated it and had it again, and it was fucking bomb, and I look forward to my drink of it every day now. Yeah, this morning when I drank mine, I I drank it in one gulp, you know, and then I went back for more, and I was sad that there wasn't any (laughs) more. Lately, well not lately, I'd say ever since I hit my fucking 30s, I've had a problem where I just sort of fall asleep after dinner. I get really sleepy <laughs> after dinner, and I fall asleep on the couch. And for a while that was nice, until I started going, getting up and going to real bed and then having sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I felt like yeah. that's related somehow. <laughs> Yeah, well Uh, now you don't take a nap, it keeps you awake. No, that's the thing, I take a nap when I fucking want to now, which is a big change of pace for old man Jeff. (laughs) Uh, I I take, you take one magic mind a day, and it's sort of a cumulative effect. The longer you take it, the more energy throughout the day you have. Yep. And uh, that's sort of been my saving grace. Like, Crystal the other day was like, uh, you you didn't fall asleep after dinner this whole week. That's like a record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming off a little pathetic in this attitude, <laughs> but that's why I'm taking Magic Mind. It's yeah, It's like a stamina potion or a power-up from a video game for you nerds out there. Nice. And uh, Josh and I have been taking it for about a week now, uh, which makes us basically X-Men. If you if you like drink a lot of coffee, you're probably like at the point where it's not doing much for you anymore. It's just sort of like uh, it's a necessity to wake up in the morning, and you're probably like tired of it, right? Yeah, I Ma- am. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mind has this like spe- it has special ingredients that aren't caffeine that do the exact same things as caffeine. So you can come at it from a whole new direction. You've burnt yourself out on real caffeine. It's time to go to a better alternative. Uh, matcha, natural. Matcha is the better alternative. Basically, nature's extended release version of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's better for you. It's not going to make you jittery. It's going to be a hundred times better than caffeine that's why i think you should be picking up magic mind today and of course you'd be helping support the show as well because we're going to be starting out doing cool promotionals with this with this great product and like i've said a million times on the show i'm not going to like advertise something i don't believe in i think
1: that's horse shit yeah we don't do that here do you want to hear a fun fact about matcha yeah Yeah. so not only does it actually boost energy it's a stress and anxiety reducer that's actually That's why genuine. You don't feel jittery. That's yep. why it makes wow. yeah. I think you should be doing this and not <clears throat> well, me. May... It's full of anti- antioxidants as well, so it's really yes. good for
0: you. Something I found really interesting about the ingredients when I was looking through them is there are cordyceps mushrooms mm-hmm. in Magic yeah. Mind. Which it's good for is... them with vitamin B. It's, uh, straight out of your favorite television series, The Last of Us, except you're getting back at those fuckers. They, mm-hmm. Look what they did to us. <laughs> now you can drink them. Use them. Yeah. It, uh, and cordyceps mushrooms actually reduce inflammation, strengthen your immune system, and, uh, give you higher levels of endurance, fellas. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't eat that.
0: Yeah, you do. No. Uh, if you'd like to get in on the action, get yourself some Magic Mind and get a pretty steep discount and uh, help out the show, actually. It's like a quadruple threat of ways that you can be doing some cool stuff. You should mm-hmm. head to www.magicmind.co slash mclass and use code mclass, that's M-C-L-A-S-S-20, at checkout to get up to 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days. Oh, After that... Yeah. After the ten days, still twenty percent off with that code. M class twenty. Nice. Uh, do it. It'll help the show. It'll help your mind. It'll help your energy levels. It might help you with the ladies. No promises. You know, or guys. Or whatever. Or the fellas. <laughs> or whoever you're after. Check it out. Thank you to Magic Mind for sponsoring Thanks. the show. It's delicious! So let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're talking about uh, Season 6, Episode 10, Chain of Command, Part 1, which uh, would not surprise anyone to find out has a teleplay by Ronald D. Moore, mastermind behind Deep Space Nine and Battlestar Galactica. Have you watched that show yet? Deep Space Nine? Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) show. (laughs) Uh, and its story is by a name I I wasn't familiar with, uh, Frank uh, Marco Oh yeah, I who know him. was a supervising producer on Next Gen during its sixth season, and he wrote thirteen episodes, of, or he directed, or no, wrote. I need more magic, mind. Which one was it, Jeff? <laughs> he wrote Get something, and uh, supervised, produced together. They're listed as the same credit on thirteen oh, nice. episodes of TNG. Hmm. Uh, Time Zero, Realm of Fear, Relics, Schisms, True Q, Fistful of Datas, Chain of Command Part 1 and 2. Uh, Some hits and
1: misses in there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, I mean, when they're creating it for 26 episode seasons, you're going to get some misses, right? Exactly. Unless you're Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Or Battlestar Galactic. What about Mm. Alamorain All Along Home? You know what? I won't hear any shit about that. That is a good episode with some bad performances. You need it some fun episodes. Episode. I like
0: that episode. I'm not. I'm. I'm full of shit in here, but I do really actually like that episode.
1: There's only Damn. one bad episode of DS9, and that is the one, the really bad uh, transgender cl- uh, quark one. Oh, quark has uh, uh, gender yeah. reassignment surgery yeah. to make money.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, Futurama, like, stole that premise, right, and did it with Bender. Yep. It's like the same fucking episode. Yeah, pretty much.
1: That's somehow more sensitive.
0: It somehow (laughs) works better, right? Yeah. All hail Rabonia, the land Mm -hmm. I didn't make up.
1: The land I didn't
0: make up. (laughs) Uh, This episode was directed by Robert Shearer, another name I wasn't particularly... Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't know too much about. Uh, interesting fact about Robert Shearer, started his career as a dancer in, like, old golden age Hollywood. Wow. Oh, did he know Fred Astaire? Uh, he worked with Abbott and Costello. He worked on Broadway. He worked with Julie Andrews. Sweet. Um, Broadway. I've uh, huh? he never he, heard of it. He was part of the <laughs> Jiven Jackson Jills. Wow. We all know that reference. The famous yep. Jiven Jackson Jills. Uh, But he did direct uh, 13 episodes of Star Trek. 11 TNG, 1 Deep Space Nine, 2 Voyager. Hmm. And we're talking some genuinely amazing episodes of TNG. Measure of a Man, Peak Mm -hmm. Performance, uh, 10 Man, Legacy, The Outcast, Chain of Command. Good
1: good shit. That's a
0: good list. I just realized I didn't write my story for today. (laughs) You already (laughs) made that joke. Not on the podcast. Not live. He didn't. True. Yeah. Now it's recorded and entombed in history. <laughs> it's true, unless uh, it gets edited out with the ad. We failed at. Um, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> Our prompts this week are junk, junk and jive, or whatever the hell they were called. The J- jump and
0: Jackson jive, jump jive. Yeah, jive and whale are the <laughs> J- prompts this <laughs> week.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ow! Oh my god! <laughs> I dropped something. <laughs> It sounded like you dropped a fast food container. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm eating a fucking Big Mac on the show. So what? Our new sponsor, McDonald's. (laughs) Crack Arnold's. I'm loving it. You know what I'm loving is Magic Mind. Anyway, um, (laughs) this episode aired on December 14th, 1992. And it feels quite ahead of its time for Mm -hmm. an episode of that time, much like many
1: episodes of Star Trek TNG.
0: Yeah, I always... Oh, go ahead,
1: Rich. I was going to say, this episode's definitely like the precursor to DS9, right? Because it's the first one you see them in their, their, uh, you know, wank costumes. They're all leather and spikes.
0: Yeah, they're uh, fucking Nazi outfits Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm. Like... Like like Dune mixed with Mad Max outfits. Yeah, <laughs> when you said that, I thought you were talking about uh, Picard and his little team, and they're like, oh, <laughs> oh the ninja suits. The they're ninja not suits. wet suits. Yeah, fucking ninja suit man. Spelunky suits. Climbing some rocks in a black hoodie. <laughs> yeah, they're in their like prototype solid snake sneaking suits. <laughs> Can we, well, I guess we'll get to it, but can we talk about how Admiral Becheyev mm-hmm. sends a 65-year-old man <laughs> a doctor and the only capable one, <laughs> Yeah, there's There are no spies or intelligence agents yeah. in the mm. universe of Star Trek. You have to go to a regular captain and be, he's like, well... Who comes with me on this like horribly dangerous spy
1: mission I just <laughs> pick some people yeah.
0: He's the doctor, why not
1: it's a she glowing, hasn't had a show in a while. It's a glowing <laughs> indictment to all of Wharf's security team, isn't it? Like you know <laughs> yeah. we've got this super secret mission guys we want to take you along and uh, the, we've got two names and we can't think of anyone else let's just bring Beverly. She's, yeah. she's pretty. <laughs> yeah. they, give an, they give a
0: little bit of a hand wave explanation, right? Where, like, they're dealing with a metagenic virus and she's a doctor, so she'll know how to destroy yeah. it. So, and he knows about the radiation that it throws yeah, off, because, right? because Yeah, because he did
1: some work on it on the Stargazer. Yeah. No one
0: else worked on it on There's the Stargazer. There's no gazer. other <laughs>
1: scientists who know about it's this no, shit. Only yeah. him. Yeah. It, like, I mean... That's a pretty dangerous side project to be doing on a a ship, right? I I I don't think there was,
0: like, metagenic virus in the waves at that point. (laughs) I think they were just looking at him and they were like, well, Picard knows what they are. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) He's 65. He can climb up a fucking sheer cliff. (laughs) My favorite when they're explaining their roles is Captain Picard says, Worf, your role is obvious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah you're going to be fucking, the shitty dad. Warf fucking, like, flexes at the camera. <laughs> He's
1: like, yeah. Warf, <laughs> your role is murder. Uh, your role is there's some Cardassian orphans that need a really <laughs> shitty dad role model. So <laughs> you can come along. Dude,
0: like, Starfleet captains are, like, a commodity, and mm-hmm. they're just like, let's take our best one, our generational talent that we have, and uh, throw him in there. <laughs> <laughs> throw him on a mission that apparently has a one percent chance of success. Yes. Do captains know like anything important? Because if he gets captured, that mm. might be a problem. You know what? We'll worry about that later. Yeah. That it also, seems like Picard should have like when he was about to be captured, maybe turn his own phaser on himself mm-hmm. or something. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also, I why mean... not take the take the giant uh, the the really super strong android who could probably. Just download all of that knowledge that Bev had. I'm,
0: you're speaking... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That This kind of ruins the episode for me. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Really, like, if, kinda, you're gonna, if you're going to, like, have this mission, the first question is, why not send Starfleet intelligence? Mm-hmm. There are trillions of people in the Federation, yeah. and you pick the guy who could be, like, your president, right? Like, like Picard, Picard knows about... The carrier wave stuff, the Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they're called. We'll get to it, we'll learn. The subspace carrier waves. Mm -hmm. Uh, He could not be the only person that was on that team, A. No. No. B, all of that information is logged and is available. It doesn't matter that he knows about it. Yeah. It's it's not a secret thing. It's like, he doesn't mention it being secret or anything. You can look that shit up in the fucking database anywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, go to fucking uh, Memory Alpha. (laughs) (laughs) Type in metagenic carrier wave and come up. Boom. But, like, I don't know. They also send O'Brien on a mission once, so shrug. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not Admiral Stupid Bechev, so. She's... Everyone is so mean in this episode. Dude, she's such a... Well, she's, like, Russian, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she's like they got that Russian curtness to her, yeah. which I, I think is cool, like, in a character way, but also, yeah. like... My boy Riker is sad that his dad's leaving. Oh, I got my, a my, here's the thing. Riker gets a be- takes a beating from the fandom for these episodes. Hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But not even half the beating he takes in the episodes. <laughs> yeah, Everyone fucking... is like constantly like, Not now, Riker. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: like, <He laughs> Riker, you fucking, sh- you fucking shit it up again, you dumb bitch. It's like Boimler. I got some I got some feelings about whether or not uh Admiral Nechev is is bad in this episode cuz I think yeah. like genuinely like I think the Enterprise is a bit of a oh, I'm going to say it. The Enterprise the Enterprise D is a little bit of a pleasure cruise, right? Everyone's yeah. like a setlick 3 and like fighting on the Romulan border, and what are the en- <laughs> what the Enterprise crew did? Well, let's go to the Bing Bong Planet where we're going to teach these new aliens about kissing. And it's kind of <laughs> like Bing Bong I, I missed that episode. <laughs> yeah, let's-, let's set up a memory alpha,
0: Bing Bong Planet. But it
1: is just I sort only of like- I
0: only get Bing Bong Brothers by the Lonely Islands. <laughs>
1: but like, so the only film set during the Dominion War is like the shit one, right? The Insurrection. Insurrection. Mm. What are they doing? They're going to. Oh, they did um, go to the Bing Bong planet and teach yeah. them yeah, how to kiss. teach them how to kiss. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Why? It's 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 the most. It's one of the most powerful ships in the fleet, and they just had, send it go to Riser and stuff. <laughs> I
0: had a joke yeah. prepared that I wasn't going to use, but it's so fucking poignant right now. <laughs> Which is that I've, I've overheard Rich many a time that if he had a chance, he would shove a boot up that communist pleasure cruise full of globalists' ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking George, USS George Soros. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Fucking like, Captain Picard, more like crisis actor. So,
1: d- d- don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Picard, perfect human, we all know that, like, best of yeah. us. But, like, you've got captains like Maxwell and Jellicoe um, yeah. who have, like, fought on the borders of Cardassia and seen all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And in a world where there's no war, where the last war was 80 years ago with the Romulans... yeah. They are fucking wrecked. These captains. They are gone in the head. They do not understand why they have been why they, this even exists in the world in the universe anymore. Right? Yeah, They're all yeah. messed up. And I don't think. I think the reason why Captain Picard is not messed up because he fought in the fought with the Stargazer in the Cardassian border wars. Mm-hmm. Right? He has a counselor no. on his ship. And I think that's why he has a counselor on his ship. Not that it's ever explained in the show. Well, the the idea of a counselor, like the show, does a very
0: bad uh, mm-hmm. job of showing this. But it's mentioned quite a few times that every ship in the fleet has a counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. They don't use the count like you see Jellico in this episode is like, uh, like that's like your problem.
1: Morale is your
0: problem. Why don't yeah. you take your feelings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shove them up your ass.
1: By the also, way, don't show your boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, put some clothes on.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're not Wonder Woman. Get out of here. True. <laughs> Um, that's all well and good, but Jellico is a meanie, and that's too far, I
1: think. <laughs> I think Riker's I, a big yeah. baby, though, as well, in this episode. Like, Ch- Necheyev says, like, you know, Captain Picard's been reassigned. We're not talking about war, Riker. We di- I didn't say the word war. And he, like, makes these sort of petulant fucking kid eyes. And I know I've got petulant fucking kid Across yeah. the table, it's like, dude, you're at a briefing. Just... Keep the fucking oh, attitude down, she's well, number one he's acting, he's an actor, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: number two, uh she's lying, like she's lying at this meeting of people, and if there's nothing else yeah. that Riker hates that he runs into over and over besides meeting someone that's even slightly like himself mm-hmm. is uh. <laughs> People keeping information from him that would help him better be the first officer of a ship. That that, is, yeah, but he, to Rich's point, though, he's right. Like they're so used to all this openness and like h- fucking free love and shit, right? Yeah. That like there's a military yep. meeting about espionage going on, and he's like, wow, he, he doesn't read the room. He doesn't. He doesn't know point. what's going on. <laughs> Jeff's point, though, uh, that yeah. open hug box of the Enterprise is yeah. has become the flagship of the Federation. No, but you're is. the yeah, best of the best right. of the best because of this open hug box scenario mm-hmm. that you're, right. you're in. You're right. Uh, there's all there's that saying that I uh, used a lot when I had a nine to five, which is I can only do what you uh, inform me I can do. Mm-hmm. As, yeah. Uh, for him as an officer, for me is like I don't know a bathroom cleaner, whatever I was doing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, um, Captain you, Bathroom Cleaner. Like <laughs> Riker is being a bit of a little bitch in this mm-hmm. episode. I will admit that freely. He does it uh, many a time throughout DNG. Yeah, but uh, they use it because. They use that to get the audience on his side, yeah. Right? Like well, he, it's taking, a tool for narration. He <laughs> is taking a beating ego-wise in mm. this episode every turn. Like Nachev is like, "Well, you're not gonna be captain," and he's like, "Well, uh, why?" And she's like, "Well, yeah. because we need someone who knows what they're doing with Cardassians." And no offense, Riker, that's not you. But she's which <laughs> could have like- just as easily been not said. That could have just been
1: not said at all. <laughs> it's been like, so, someone who knows the Cardassians. Anyway, bye. I will say, though, if you don't want people keeping secrets from you, perhaps don't join what is half a pseudo-paramilitary organization. Because, yeah. you know, there is always... you. Know, there's a clear command structure in place up until Disco when anyone can be the captain. True. Um, <laughs> and... Um, you know, if you don't want secrets kept kept from you, maybe go and join a science ship. You know, you can there's lots yeah. of off-world missions and stuff. And I know he's very ambitious and stuff like that. Part of the problem is, you know, he feels like he's ready to be on that chair because he's already turned down three commissions or whatever, right? And that's yeah. fair enough.
0: But I, th- I think that's where a problem comes in as well with Jellico coming in is uh, mm-hmm. w- like whether you whether we realize it or not as like uh, viewers, Picard and Riker are basically co-captains.
1: Yeah, they totally most are the
0: series. And then Jellico comes in and he's straight up like, "I'm the captain. I don't have to tell you anything. I don't have to work with you in any way. Mm-hmm, I don't right. have to." Uh, Treat you like a person. I could just, you're like an appendage. Do this, yeah. do this, well, do this. Picard's do this anyway. so smart though to use Riker <laughs> as like a coca. Like, I would be like, you know what? This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go read my fucking Moby Dick ass book next <laughs> to my fish tank. Riker's got this. Angelico's like horny about the Enterprise because he's on mm-hmm. that busted ass fucking Kyra like oh, Ex- Excelsior class ship, right? Yeah. Like, It gets on a hundred-year-old-ass ship. (laughs) They show it, like, next
1: to the Mm -hmm. Enterprise, and, like, it's small. And you're like, what? Uh, Call me when we get to the Bing Bong planet number one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm going to be applying some chapstick liberally. Uh, I think... There's a <laughs> bit of genius casting happening. Oh, it's so good with mm-hmm. Jellico by having Ronnie Cox play him, who made his career playing villains and everything. Mm-hmm. So the yep. instant you see him, you're like, "Oh fuck, this guy's a villain." Yeah, and dude, the episode, Robocop, yeah, fucking Total Recall, mm-hmm. Dick Jones from RoboCop. Mm-hmm. His yep. name is Ronnie Cox, and he played yep. a guy named Dick Jones. Dick Jones, <laughs> pretty ballsy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, well, Ron, that's enough episode for today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Ronnie Cox, we know from movies is like a slime ball. He always mm, plays like some yeah. sort of corporate slime ball piece yep. of shit. And he comes in and he does nothing to dispel that idea no. throughout the first part of the episode. As the episode goes on, you get a little bit more of an idea of the type of person he actually is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's absolute genius casting. You're off your guard immediately, the instant you see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether you know it or not, like, you know you've seen this actor, and you're suspect, you're you're sus, he's sus as the (laughs) kid. He's super (laughs) sus Like, you're like, I don't know, this guy's acted really nice, but also he's being really fucking dickish. Mm. Like, I think he's up to something. I think (laughs) your attitude towards Jellicoe on the whole is entirely based on the fact whether you think it's okay to be a cockface in a scenario. Yeah. Like, if you think it's okay for someone in a position of power who needs things done to be harsh in the way he does it, then you're you're gonna understand him as a character, and if you think that's completely unnecessary... You're going to have a bit of a hard time connecting with him. Well, I would say as I get older, like I recognize, like what Rich was saying, like I tend to agree, like this is a life and death, like we're not fucking around anymore. Like this is like war with the Cardassians, like billions of lives are at stake. And Jellicoe walks on to fucking the Love Boat, and he's like, he's like, yo, dorks, like we're not gonna fucking solve this the way you do. Mm-hmm. Like we have to do it this way, well, right? To to Jeff's point, uh, <laughs> you know how like you just said that, like, yeah, uh, hey, dorks, we're gonna do this my way because it's life or death and we have to. Uh, yeah. He never says that to anyone except Picard. No, he doesn't, but. <laughs> Also, like, everyone on board is like uh, confused about what's happening. We know we're going to have a conference with the Cardassians to try to avoid a war. We've done uh, hundreds of thousands of diplomatic missions at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. why is this guy losing his fucking mind about it? But it's it? but it is different though, it right? Because like, look what happens with the Cardassians. Yeah, though. like well, they that's, don't know that at that point. Well, somebody is evaluating that. He didn't Some- tell yeah. them. <laughs> But, well, he's, he doesn't have to. From his point of view. That's the difference. Like, And I, we talked about this in DM a little bit last mm. night. Like, He's yeah. creating a problem for himself yeah. with this crew. He is. There is yeah. a, a huge pushback against the way he's doing things because he never explains why. And that's his mm-hmm. prerogative as captain. Yeah. You can share that info or not, but that, and again, is why the Enterprise-D is so unbelievably successful mm-hmm. as a ship is... Picard does tell them why he's doing things 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. To the well, point that's why where he I... doesn't. like People are like, what the fuck's happening? He's he's like taken over by an entity or something. <laughs> <laughs> he got probed again. Shit, he's playing his flute. But,
1: <laughs> but they are good at the jobs and the missions that we see them do. And I feel it's important to point out that we don't see them ever on the Cardassian front. We don't see yeah. them there and i think we're kept away from that to the detriment of stories like this because you know there's that there's that argument about you know pale moonlight if picard had been in that chair picard would have told the romulans what would have happened right
2: mm-hmm, well, yeah.
1: and that might have lost them the war and yeah. that is the sort of captain picard is and sometimes during war as much as it hates i hate myself for saying it there are yeah. those who feel that you should drop morals and you should drop you know, if if tyranny is at your doorstep, right? Yeah mm. you sometimes need to dehumanize yourself. I don't know if I agree with that, but Yeah, that's a philosophical question. That's right? yeah, it's I not don't,
0: don't stop Plato Card- class podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Cardassian war happens on screen with anyone. No, until it doesn't it happens again. Because it's no. all off screen, we don't see no. anyone during that, and like, um, there, there's dialogue later that sort of implies mm-hmm. that the Enterprise has been on these missions as well. But I mean, yeah, we I mean, don't know one way or another. They fought the Borg. They were at Wolf Three Five yeah. Nine. You know what I mean? Like all that shit, right? And like, like they, they're the, they're the thing that technically saved Earth at Wolf at Wharf Three Five Nine. They named it after him because he fucking killed it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He killed a lot of Borg. Yeah. The um
1: the reason I think Riker doesn't gel with this style of captaincy as well is because when he's captain, whenever he's like during Best of Both Worlds and stuff like that, he is even more um of that that sort of bring everyone into the room, let's get your ideas than even oh, yeah, Card yeah. is.
0: He's, he's very much like a a group like a group figuring out think tank kind of captain. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. And that's great, but You know, it doesn't doesn't it isn't what Starfleet want, right? For this mission, not 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 for this one, yeah. Yeah. And that's what's
0: that's the part of like why I think that the Enterprise sort of is like a bad choice for this, yeah. Yeah. Like
1: absolutely. I agree they're not
0: they're like the, the image of the Enterprise sure it's intimidating and we got the flagship or whatever it, I mean you can park the fucking flagship on the border and just have it sit there and like be like hey look who's here yeah. and then have Jellicoe what do whatever what he's they in the car what they yeah. could have done just as easily as what they did do is have the ship uh, dock at like uh, space, por- space base and just switch <laughs> yeah. crews
1: yep yeah they could have done that yeah, everyone yeah. off for three days. Jellicoe's I mean, got to take the ship.
0: Yeah, Jellicoe has... Like, he talks about having a crew that's extremely efficient and follows mm-hmm. his orders without question, which uh, is extremely not Starfleet, in my yep. opinion, but yep. it's what they need, apparently. Uh, or at least what yeah. Admiral Necheyev needs. And I will remind everyone that uh, there is no such thing as a good
1: admiral. Yeah. <laughs> she's a vice admiral? She so is. So maybe she's not, like totally corrupt well also she's the sector (laughs) admiral so she has overseen the whole um conflict against the Cardassians. that's really important as well because i genuinely i think they're all every captain who's been involved in this war has has got some sort of ptsd issue because you see it come up when they're at war with the dominion and all the the Admiralty and uh, captains that follow that sort of um, stuff on earth where they you know bomb the weather station and stuff like that and pretend there are changeliers around it's like they don't they can't deal with war they just it's not in their genetic makeup anymore like humanity's left that behind I think that's all people too I think I mean, look at like. I mean, again, like
0: look at what happened after like nine eleven. Here, mm-hmm. people yeah. lost their fucking minds, mm-hmm. man. Like, and there's and we're still fucking yep. dealing with it. The fallout seems to never end. To be yeah. honest, mm. yeah. The um, I think again, this is sort of creating your own problem. Yeah. Uh, like we like we talked about, it would be a lot better to uh, switch crews or like mm-hmm. use a different crew or something because. Jellico shows up and he knows that he has a certain deadline to meet a certain level of readiness for um for what might be war, the beginning mm, of war. Yeah. He's out there by himself at that point. Who knows how many Cardassian ships are gonna be out there? It could be one versus a hundred for all yep. he knows. It seems nitpicky too when he's like, I want four shifts, and like maybe there's a reason in his experience that Four shifts works better. It gives more time to rest after yeah. a battle or something. Yeah. Who knows, right? But it seems really nitpicky to the audience because we're used to like, you know, data turning the lights off and singing everybody a <laughs> lullaby yeah, at exactly. night, right? Well, it's like the um, the four shifts thing paints Riker at a very poor light if you're on Jellico. If you've already if you understand where Jellico's coming from mm-hmm. already, which again I've had a very hard time with. I watched mm-hmm. this time. Specifically, to try to yeah. see Jellico's point of view, and I feel like I do better now than I ever have before.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But um, he's he's created his own problem yet again, uh, where all it would take was two seconds of time to be like, "I want this done because we're about to be in war." like, war might break out, and this is, uh... War, we declared. <laughs> this is the best way to make certain that we're ready for that. It would take yeah. him as long as it took me to say that, to say that to Riker. He, he feels like he doesn't have to, though, and... To, but to Riker his... does have to call him and tell him after every time Riker does something. hmm Yeah. Also, Riker needs to be, like, shit flows downhill, right? Because, like you were saying, Jeff, like, he... He's like used to the Enterprise running as like a family crew yeah. where it's like, well, take all the time you need. But Riker, he, Jellicoe wants Riker to be like, get it done. Because yeah, mm-hmm. Jellicoe wants Riker to click his goose stepping yeah. boot heels yeah. and fucking salute him <laughs> and then go do what he wants.
1: I would say that I don't think from minute one either of them handle anything particularly no, true. well. That's very I, true. You're think, right
0: in that Riker comes off as a petulant child uh-huh. in this episode. Yeah. He wants his, his pop his pops back. Yep. To let him hang at the diner with his best gal whenever he wants. The
1: people. <laughs> and the more one of them fights, the more entrenched the other one gets in yes. these two episodes. Um and it's like it there is nothing if if I can see why Nachayev wanted to send Jellico. He's the one who organise the ceasefire in the first place right so you Mm, would send him absolutely but send him in the fucking Cairo his crew know what it looked like you know he is revered you know stayed in command all this time obviously well loved and liked by his own crew because that's what they're used to right so send him in that ship Send right. s- who's captain in the Cairo yeah, well, Nobody. Yeah. it's a domino effect you've got <laughs> at the ship that's just been launched from Starbase they've got like a fucking e- an ensign in charge <laughs> ensign Ricky it's like I don't know <laughs> what I'm
0: oh, doing guys, no, it's it's the <laughs> what should I do turn to page 48 <laughs> oh no I died in the last two of these <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you're yeah. right and I do believe Again, I I fall weirdly on Riker's side of this. Like I understand Riker as a character because I too am a petulant man, baby.
2: <laughs> and, uh,
0: like he, you talked about how they get more firmly entrenched, and I think that's true of the beginning half of this episode mm-hmm. and the entirety of the next episode. Yeah. But yeah. during the second half of this episode, he does literally everything Jellico wants on time, perfectly lets him do whatever he wants in the uh, Mm -hmm. debates, never says a word about it. Mm -hmm. So he's on board for a while until Jellicoe starts getting wild and crazy and being like, we're
1: not going to rescue your dad. I'm sorry. But that's kind of why, like, I think Riker's other behavior is kind of sort of like shone a bit of a light on in terms of how shitty it is. Because if he is capable of that, I feel like his latter behavior in the episode, the second one, isn't yeah. so justified anymore. Like, he's a smug piece of shit in that episode. He's really bad. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah, he's ruined, he's set the stage to not be believed, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, let, let me... All he had to do was shut his mouth at the fucking meaning and then say, sir, yes, sir, yeah. right? Well, let's have a thought experiment for Rich Masters. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, imagine uh, Edward Jellicoe comes into your company and mm-hmm. he's your boss. How are you gonna feel about it? So
1: interestingly, you let's say do throw him out the window.
0: differently than what you've done now. I need throw this done, this done, this done, this done by two o'clock today. If it's not done, you're incompetent.
1: And get the Ed two o nine to shoot him. Uh, well, <laughs> so interestingly, because I am I'm the number two <laughs> of my <laughs> of my <laughs> company. Duty. Um, And, like, I I always see it as my job to uh, translate my boss's directives to the populace of the organisation, right? And then I go back with my concerns but I'll still try and follow what he needs to do. I just do it in a more human way, I think, is probably the best way. This is why I would never want to be that number one person, because I feel you've got a bit more leeway yeah. if you're a
0: number two person. I, I um, guess my question with that is, like, uh, what if Jellicoe wasn't already your boss? <laughs> uh,
1: I'd find it For, tough.
0: That'd be rough, yeah. Forget the, I mean, forget the hypothetical. I'd find it... But- <laughs> But like you said, Rich, this is like the military, yeah. right? Like it's but as much it's as not we don't. The military. No, but as much as we don't want it to be that, yep. which it sort of isn't, it still is responsible for the defense of the Federation. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's no other. Right, there's no other way around it. Like you're gonna have sh- like people in Starfleet that. Like that's their job—is to think like the military, mm-hmm. and you'd be stupid not to have people like that. Honestly, I, like I, I guess the the thing I'm gonna keep coming back to since this has become a debate, is <laughs> uh, it has worked for six straight seasons. Yeah, of our heroes <laughs> telling one another things when necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it has worked for six straight seasons, and also this doesn't work if Picard, if like they weren't in a situation where they knew Picard was captured eventually. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Like right. this uh, this whole situation is set up to fail from the beginning and Jellicoe does not make it any better as it goes no. along. No, I mean he doesn't. fucking even tells them, right? He's like, you're not coming back. And Picard's yeah. like, alright. I think there is <laughs> a well, he's also kind of a. he's a dickhead to Picard, which is like that's
1: my dad. How
0: dare he <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, think it's sort of dickish.
1: There's a kind of element of um, I don't know if I was just picking up on this, that Jellicoe's almost sad that he's not going on the Picard mission.
0: Mm-hmm. You think, I think
1: so? He's, yeah, I
0: think he... I, I really read it as like, well, you're fucked, dude, sorry.
1: I I <laughs> kind of feel like he feels like he's been a bit stiffed as well because, you know, like, he says there's a few things he says about, like, you know, why the hell isn't Echeev sending you down there and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think... He's a soldier. He straight up says that she couldn't have talked me into it. Yeah. Which makes me Uh, think
0: that that's the opposite.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: tough, man. It's tough because... He he also doesn't say what he means. No. As we find out with, like, Troy reading his emotions. Mm hmm Yeah, that's the part where I kind of got to where I was like, okay, well, this guy is, like, actually afraid of the Cardassians. Yeah, oh, he's terrified of them. Yeah, and, and like, Jeff, you're right. Like, at this point in history, Starfleet's not used to this shit. Mm. Like, we haven't seen the Dominion War yet where, like, entire planets are being it's destroyed billions and of shit. People. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that'll fuck you up in another way where you're more into survival mode, where Jellicoe is now. Like, yeah, I kind cou- not want say he's ahead of this curve, but... <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, the enterprise d we know in the dominion war no
1: yeah that's
0: a real mismatch in my mind yeah but like it's it's barely war hasn't happened yet no
1: but the cardassian war has
0: we're all living in a blissful uh pre-tornado state in the (laughs) in the We had a couple twisters with the Cardassian War, and we thought that was bad. Mm -hmm. Look, all I'm saying is, I don't want to go fight on a planet with a bunch of reptiles who eat fish juice, alright? Yeah. No one wants that. (laughs) Fucking spoonheads. Um... (laughs) The, Whoever uh, made that up is a genius. It man. is a genius. Because <laughs> it, it sounds so bad. And yeah, we know it's, it's a fake thing, but it sounds awful. Yeah. It's
1: really racist. Well, it sounds like uh, what, what people called uh, the Vietnamese during the Vietnam War, right? Yeah, it's oh, very, God, yeah. 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 Right. very well, yeah,
0: That's a good time to <laughs> take a break. Um <laughs>
1: I was very delicate not to say it. You were. He didn't say it. You say
0: it off the podcast, I know.
1: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Oh, don't say that.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rich has never said anything racist. I never say racist. Against the Vietnamese. No. Except Um, Cardassians. (laughs) uh, We'll be right back. Which is understandable. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't get to cut him off fast enough. Uh, (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. This is sizzling action. It's Batman at his best. Crime has gotten messy since Clayface came to town. Ready to take charge, it's lightning strike Batman. Eat dirt, Batman. Peace down. So it's Nightstar Batman's turn to get rid of this mound of mud. Now what's up? Here's Batman in his arrow bat. Flipping out to put an end to this mess. Figures the vehicle eats old separately.
2: Batman, the best, just got better. Back
0: Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Uh, by magic mind. Uh, where, where were we? What were we discussing? We're talking about Jellicoe's
1: huge swinging dick. He he <laughs> does have
0: big dick energy, if anybody does, in this He's episode. He's a BDE. Oh, yeah.
1: do you know what I really love? I love the fact that he takes fucking data around to point out that everyone can be more smart. efficient. It's really it's smart. smart really yeah. smart
0: Data f- it feels like a child who's accessory to a crime in this episode yeah. He's, yeah. he's so confused about what's happening but he's <laughs> everyone looks bad and he's like he's a little bit like and he, Abed and he's yeah, like your mouth's yeah. upside down is this bad?
1: <laughs> He does that desperate look back to Geordie when he's like, yeah, actually, if you made them work around the clock, then they could do (laughs) this, Geordie. And (laughs) Geordie's like, I haven't slept for five days. You you fucking traitorous android
0: bastard. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, how do you how do you I feel do. about that? You fucking Jellico kissing bastard! Like,
2: well, I mean... how do you
0: feel about him shitting on Jordy <laughs> again? I just like to point out that I slip through the cracks on this one. Yeah, I've been defending me just British. as much.
1: <laughs> um, you know what though? If you're at war, sometimes yeah. you gotta work through the. Oh night, right?
0: they're not at war yet. What? <laughs>
1: But, All right, mm, Necheyev. That's what Necheyev says. No one mentioned war, Riker. Okay. Well, I'm also wrong, <laughs> <lying>, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's also point out the fact that Jellicoe can't identify a picture of an elephant.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that was him being manipulative. I thought mm. that was a tactic for him to be like, aren't I like a good family man? Could oh, maybe. maybe. I thought that was like a, I'm just a dad at heart, you know? Although he does, I think I'm being broken into, uh, but I got to do with it's, podcasts. It's your, <laughs> it's your Ninja Turtle. Go get it. Go get your <laughs> Ninja Turtle. The, I wish, but, um. It is. It's a it's killer coming. man. It, it <laughs> tried to show up yesterday and you were taking a nap or something. What? Yeah, it tells me everything that goes on in your house. You're supposed oh, man, to be able to, to leave it tail. outside. What the hell? No, they don't, they don't sometimes. Dude, I can't go down there now. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm o- i'd also like in to- it tomorrow <laughs> uh, oh my- well i do have to be up all day tomorrow so um the uh i i will like to point out here before it goes even further because it's gonna uh i am playing up my anti Jelliconist for this podcast no no i understand no. where I he's think- coming from mm-hmm. i think yeah rich and i are also like I don't want to fucking be a commander to him. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to deal with him. I'll take Picard every goddamn day. Well, of the, the, weekend. The, the problem I would have is he comes in and he's like, Riker, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And Riker's like, yes, sir. And I'm like, I can't remember the second thing you said. Like, <laughs> I thought about that too. And I was like, Oh God, is that like ADHD or so? Like, yeah. I, I, that's like my biggest fear. Like at, at a job when
1: someone's like, can you do two things? And I forget the first one. Oh yeah. Uh, I always do the, yeah, I'm sure, I can do that. Put it in an email to me. Yeah. Oh my and that's gosh. how you, mask, Je- that's how would you have, mask your idiocy.
0: Jellico would have fucking shoryukened Riker's
1: head off if he would have said <laughs> something like
0: that to him. Yeah, you'd have got thrown out of the air vent.
1: <laughs> I, wonder if you could, I, wa- <laughs> I wonder if you could say, um, computer, I know you were listening, because you're always listening. Yeah. Can yeah. you repeat what Captain Jellico said to me? You probably could. Computer, can can you repeat what I just nutted? (laughs) (laughs) Can Can you you play the
0: audio of last night when I
1: masturbated? (laughs) Could you find that porn film that was ten pages down the list? Because I was
2: scrolling through (laughs) trying to find something suitable.
0: That's the realest shit anyone has ever said on this show. i just like to point out how fucking real that is. And we've all been there. Oh, was uh, just, like, not me. I don't know what that porn perfect pornography thing, is. Right. <laughs> I just, yeah. I need this for me right now. I need that one thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. The uh, <laughs> the situation de escalates. For, I guess we've only mm-hmm. been talking about the Jellico side of things. We should probably get mm-hmm. a little bit in on the Picard side of things, because that's what mm-hmm. really sort of pays off into the next episode. They make yeah. a 70-year-old man work out 24 hours a day in the holodeck with yep. a ninja suit on. I thought it was pretty decent of Riker to be like, never mind, it's not It's not important. Yeah, like,
1: he's a good, yeah. He is a good man.
0: But uh, It was a bad idea to go to him in the first place. Yes, anyway, it was. Mm-hmm. Like, jo- yeah, Jordi was like,
1: shouldn't. tell Dad... Yeah, Geordie's yeah. like younger brother yeah. though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But um, and Riker was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Like, like, I, I've, I mean, I've done that. I'm sure everyone of us has. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, "Yeah, I'll do that," and then you're like, "I hope something happens that gets me out of doing." This. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I could make a Joker, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I think you both know what I'm it, getting at. Uh, <laughs> is it uh, how I got fired? <laughs> we'll see. Um. <laughs> No, we'll but see. Picard, uh, again, a seventy-eight-year-old man, and, <laughs> <He gets older laughs> and <older. laughs> is is chosen for this uh, espionage, rock climbing, cave spelunking mission. Which I was thinking about uh, the descent the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I yeah. was like, this is a lot less low
1: stakes than the descent. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's the perfect candidate because he ran those marathons, those massive rock climbing marathons back at Starfleet Academy, right? What <laughs> he says like I haven't trained this hard since I ran the Academy marathon. It's like these aren't even fucking relevant. Like I'm it? telling
0: you, I'm telling you, there are a three trillion beings in the Federation, <laughs> yeah, and they pick the best guy on Earth. Who literally could save them from cyborg zombies mm-hmm. to, you know, climb a bunch of fucking rocks <laughs> with his fucking redheaded girlfriend and wharf. There are 3 trillion beings in the Federation, and two trillion, 2.5 trillion of them would have been a better choice to do this
1: mission. <laughs> Dude. And also, the three best ones apparently all serve within 5 seconds of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
0: Uh again, it's again, I it's love, a little ridiculous. Again, I absolutely love Worf. Your you being here is self-evident.
1: <laughs> we need someone to scow.
0: Dude's rich. We need someone to be able to get shot later and not die from it because he's mm-hmm. so fucking tough. <laughs> he's buff as fuck. He's definitely not wearing a muscle suit. Um <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're like really uh, low key with the muscle suit on Wharf. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. That like they didn't go nuts with it because it would have looked ridiculous. Yeah. But well, Michael in like 92, was like pretty thin. Like he's yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's a thin is. guy. He's, a thin he's, guy. Thin he's dude really and, like, thin now, yeah. Yeah, he, he has these like massive shoulders because he's wearing shoulder pads and body yeah. muscles and stuff. But it, lo- he it just looks believable, mean, yeah, until it's he right. walks. Because he, yeah. he just yeah. sort of, like, slowly saunters what he walks Yeah, I I, I don't... This part of the episode really throws... I don't like this. They're, they're just sort of, like, <laughs> meandering no through sense. a cave. Mm. Yeah, well, they're training that, like, fucking, like, t- 100 times gravity right on uh-huh. the uh-huh. and, and, like... Getting ready for Namek. Yeah, getting ready for Namek. And then, like, they get to the real fucking place, and they're just sauntering around like it's a goddamn fucking rock. Like, yeah. Like they're at Lost River Cavern or some <laughs> shit, right? We've,
1: we've got a plan to do this in 13 seconds, but we can yeah. have a really detailed conversation about bats when we're actually there.
0: Also, yeah, and we can continuously point... whisper and then scream over and over <laughs> yeah, and over again. Dude, I was just going to say, at one point, Crusher's like, Hey, Worf, what do you think about this? <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's wild that it's like, they got caught, really. And it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're like God. fucking bantering. Like, are you afraid of bats? Are you afraid of heights? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it had to like, be repelling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, did they not, how did they not know? I don't know.
0: How'd question. they get
1: down in the fucking caves in the first place?
0: They I beamed. They, defu- they used oh, the fusion yeah. pitons. They fused to the rock. I got to admit, I really do love the scene where they go to the world's tiniest bar that has one table. And,
1: uh, oh my god, that scene they, is the worst. I I
0: love that scene because it plays out. It's not Star Trek anymore. It's the D and D game you're in. Yeah. It's the, and, yeah, it's a fucking uh, a Ferengi sitting at a table, yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you approach him? Oh, we walk up yeah. to him and ask him for to be on a ship. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh Umox. Do Umox. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna roll to uh seduce <laughs> Okay, you gotta hit a, at least
1: a ten on that one. I love all three of them use their native charms. Picards debate wharf's aggression and for some reason Beverly's seduction of Ferengi that's, yeah, that's never come up to this point that's
0: what Beverly's known for is seducing aliens yeah. she just pictured his ears as a fucking sexy green candle and it was easy. <laughs> it's called method acting oh is guys. there wax in there I like ah, wax ah, that's worse than the Caesar salad joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah that part of the episode is a little thin uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think yeah. maybe necessarily because the rest of the episode has so much uh, shape and texture to it. Yeah, but why did they even need to go to that guy? Like, they, I get like you're setting up like it's espionage, James Bond, whatever. But like, I I don't know. Like, it, it's it, like you said, Jeff. It's too easy. It's too D and D. Like, like. Somebody had a plan for this, but it didn't pan out, so we're just going to move along to the fucking spelunking <laughs> part. So
1: I got, I got a big punch-up for this episode.
0: Yeah. So oh fucking the bitch bastard's punch-up. It's here. <laughs> here we go.
1: So you don't have this secret mission. What you have is you have the um, Beverly, or, you know, it could be Troy. It doesn't really matter at this point. Picard, Worf, and someone go down to actually a planet where they are... They are meeting to discuss the treaty because Picard is definitely the best diplomat in the in Starfleet, right? Yeah, yeah. So you send them down to the planet, and the the they could still detect the metagenic weapon thing, and then try and solve that while they're also not being seen to be snooping around this planet, this neutral. Yeah, that's planet. better. That's way better. Jellico isn't was, in that episode
0: yeah. though. Your but,
1: husband. Well, so you could have Jellico as a. Expert on the Cardassians who assumes command because he is an ex captain when Picard goes missing. You could Mm. easily have that because there's still this border thing that they've got to sort out. So, you know, he's working, they're working the diplomatic angle from two channels, right? They're working it down on the planet, but they're working it in a war sense, in a conflict sense, up in space. And it'd be so much better.
0: I think you have to pull the um, the old transporter switcheroo with Picard, or else you have an international incident. (laughs) (laughs) Like if he just goes down to have like a international interspace an <laughs> intergalactic uh, planetary planetary intergalactic <laughs> um, but yeah you have an intergalactic scenario going on because mm-hmm. like if he goes down to the planet and meets with the Cardassians and then
1: mysteriously disappears yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they could, they could still keep him as if they're setting the trap because the whole idea is they're setting the trap right Yeah, they want Picard for his codes for some reason even though they can mm-hmm. just get any captain surely mm-hmm. um, yeah. but if they're set in the trap and he still springs it, he's a prisoner of war, right? And then they've got justification to do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, they they still don't care in this episode, too. Like it like it's still like they have him. Like they the Cardassians don't really give a fuck I, I get, about that shit. I think the idea I mean, as much as we were dunking on it before, I think the idea that Picard has knowledge that the Cardassians want that's very specific to the metagenic bombs. Yeah. It's actually pretty genius that like he's chosen for this mission to go to Cardassia specifically because yeah. he has this information and it turns mm-hmm. out and to they, be a trap. Yeah. Because they to actually need that information. It's not yeah. they're not using it already. They need it. I think that's which pretty genius. Which is why you writing. don't Yeah. Which is why you don't send Picard though. Like a ninety year old man. <laughs> a two hundred and seven year old man. <laughs> uh, you don't send him no like uh, uh, you don't need somebody who knows about this shit to know that they're doing it mm. right like you send a spy to do spy shit you don't send a spy because he knows what a nuclear reactor Yes, yeah, absolutely like. well, they, they sort of shoot themselves in the foot when they're describing what people's purposes are for being on this trip except Worf who is self-explanatory <laughs> <That's> self-explanatory <laughs> but, uh, but it's obvious v- Beverly Crusher is on the mission for the exact same reason that Picard is to disarm mm-hmm. the bombs yeah Why do you need both of them? Because it's a virus. uh, uh, Because she has
1: a limited amount of appearances in her contract. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It gets a little, like, television-y, right? Mm. And, And... I, that's why I kind of always shy away from this two parter when I go through the series again cuz well it's depressing first of all, as holy I, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want Jellico to yell at me cuz I already had a daddy <laughs> yell at me, right? <laughs> that might be the second realest thing we ever said. Maybe that's the problem <laughs> I have with Jellico. <laughs> that dude, that's honestly, yeah. Like and also like yeah, the second part is way more depressing. Yeah, than this part is. Sorry Zane. Uh, you chose yeah, sorry, it. Um, yeah, I warned her, we, man. I we, love, to warn her. we love
1: suffering. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> what I. You know what? I didn't want to say it, but that's what I thought. <laughs> Let's not elucidate what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> the 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 depression definitely comes next episode, but uh, yeah, Jellico. Like I said, it really comes down to whether you think it's it's okay for someone in power to be a dick if they find it to be necessary. Yeah, Um, I guess like you'd have to like, I mean, it's like anything though, right? On a TV show, I mean, (laughs) you can be a dick, but you you gotta reel it the fuck back, Mm -hmm. man. You know, not every day can be walking on eggshells with this dude. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming at some point, Jellico did this and his crew was like, "Oh fuck, this guy's a fucking hard ass," right? But then like, you know, something happened, and he you have to gain his respect. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he's doing. He very much, like, uh, he also makes pretty quick decisions about people, Mm -hmm. which uh, probably has served him fairly well throughout his career in Starfleet. But, like, um, and again, Riker has put his worst foot forward this episode. (laughs) He doesn't start out that way, really, when it comes to Jellico. Like, he's, like, he just questions him. Mm. And Jellico is, like, uh, I am above questioning I am your superior, yeah. you cannot
1: question me. I, I think the yeah. thing is, if it had been a normal transition, right? If it had been Picard was going to be, I don't know, Admiral of Chief of Starfleet Academy or something, and they had got Jellicoe in, maybe Jellicoe would have been in this situation whereby he could have you know met the crew individually learned about them they could have asked him questions but he's been asked to take command of a ship he doesn't really want to take command of it seems he would much yeah. rather be on the Cairo with his own yeah. crew who believe he is that's God. where all of his porn is he's, yeah. he's, he's really uncomfortable
0: with his role as captain yeah. of the enterprise yeah. you can tell
1: yeah he's not a diplomat he's a wartime general right um, uh, who ironically is picked to com- you know keep the peace but, well, he is a diplomat, though, because he did the peace talks. Mm, but I, I think it's uh, you know, the same way that you wouldn't necessarily send um, you know, Picard never has any great success with the Romulans, apart from like Nemesis, right? So you know, there's certain species that might respond better to more aggressive tactics, and I don't know if Picard yeah. is that sort of diplomat. He'd probably be able to do it because he's Picard. I yeah, I thought of this, too. Like, also, like, he kind of, like,
0: botched the Ben Maxwell thing mm-hmm. a, a little bit, right? Yeah, he, like, he, he let did, Maxwell... He a bad yeah. history with the Cardassians. Mm. Like, he let Maxwell, like, take his ship back, and then he, you know, all this... Wealth, like, war almost were declared, yep. right? Yep. And Necheyev and probably is like, well, Picard's version of diplomacy with the Cardassians, like you're saying, is doesn't work with them. Like, mm-hmm. they're... Their reptile brains are just stupid because of their spoons. In wow! Their hands. Yeah. But they'll—I'm I'm offended see it as this weakness. time. <laughs> I'm the one who's offended this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they'd probably see it as weakness, right? Yeah. You go, yeah. go in a, like like the Klingons sometimes do, although Picard seems to have their number. But with the Cardassians, yeah. they're they respect sneakiness and slyness and that's yeah. so why they get on so well with the Romulans. It's just like, yeah. is Picard the person to do that? I don't know. Maybe that yeah, Picard has
0: a guile to him, but it's, it's mm. not, it's not the sort of underhanded guile that like, but look how, yeah, look how long it took for us to like figure the Klingons out. Yeah. Right? Like it took. Like century. Yeah. Like, it's a forever, right? Like, and you know, even still, to this day, like, Starfleet is like, what the fuck are the Klingons doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't you guys know them by yeah. now? Like, oh my they're god, they're gonna the, do this the shit. The Klingons wanna do war? What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they outgrew the war. I thought they were done with war. They just talk about it's it like... all the time, every day. <laughs> they carry knives around and cut their hands open in every fucking chance they get. <laughs> Jellicoe's thrust into a situation that he is uncomfortable with. Uh, It's a life-or-death situation where he's surrounded by complete strangers who have an Mm -hmm. entirely different way of doing things than he's uh, accustomed to as captain. Mm -hmm. And so I see exactly where he's coming from. He has to get this place ship-shape. He has a method that's worked perfectly on the Cairo up until this point. But... I think there's a short-sightedness happening here, where he yep. he doesn't understand that this switch over to e- everything being exactly the way he wants it to be is going to destabilize the ship in a way that's going to make it less effective than if he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, that's totally fair, and like that's a real like I think because he's a real person. Is the yeah. th- he's yeah. he's like he's written as a real person. He's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Om- omniscient to, to know that. Mm-hmm. He, right. he just understands that it's worked the way he did it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think that's what's uncomfortable about it is like anyone who's ever ha- had to deal with like a situation like this is like, ah! like You see the gears grinding mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. you're like, ugh! Like nails on a chalkboard emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Jellicoe does take a big hit because he's not the crew that we've been with for six seasons.
1: No, yeah, you exactly.
0: see other captains too, and like like the, the I don't know his name, the captain who goes through the wormhole in the other uh, galaxy class ship and it gets destroyed. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and he's just like chill as fuck. Yeah, like, hey, he's boy, very, guys, we're he's very Picard. He's very yeah. Riker Picard. Like he's and most captains are, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think to yeah, Rich's point, to that may have something to do with the fact that he was the front line guy during the Cardassian War. Yeah, he's yeah, fucked. all fucking
1: shell shocked. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely that and. Like, this is why I sort of take a little bit of uh, resentment towards Riker's actions, because as much as they're not, you know, they're not strictly a military organisation, but they follow the rigmarole of of military hierarchy, right? And it's the EXO's job to... Interpret the Interpret captain's, the captain's yes. orders, and you know yes. there there is a softer way to do some of the things that Jellico probably wants. And what he should when Geordie is pissing and moaning because Geordie is as big a whiny baby as fucking Riker is in this episode. was. he got to get back to
0: the holodeck and have sex with uh, his fucking holodeck. Wife. <laughs> My guy
1: has uh, to work for seventy-two hours straight.
0: <laughs> I I feel like I can give him a little bit of a leeway for being a whiner.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring it up with the union, Geordi. yeah <laughs> But. Like, Riker's job is to say, Geordie, like, I know this is tough, but this guy's yeah. a new captain and we've got this, this to do. Let's just do this. We'll get through this. And then, you know, I'll find you resources elsewhere because, you know, Jellicoe's shutting down like... Xeno archaeology so we can put like yeah. space blasters oh, at the back yeah. of the enterprise <laughs> well, you know um, so yeah.
0: Riker does do that when he's talking about like uh I under- like I feel the exact mm-hmm. same way about him but we have to follow his orders he's the captain yep. now like we have to uh do what he wants us to do and uh-huh. like, go
1: tell dad yeah and then he capitulates
0: <laughs> yeah and it well yeah, I think that's a pretty
1: that.
0: uh it's a decent way to deal with like the the way the crew works now be like okay I I will bring it up with the captain and see what he has to say and then yep. go to the captain and be like how's the gym and then leave <laughs> and be like oh, I tried how's the work how are your traps did you work on your traps today 87000 year old man don't why don't are you wearing leg
1: day why are you wearing like slacks because
0: <laughs> why are you wearing a ninja costume in the dark
1: Are you you trying to to
0: buy from me? Are
2: you (laughs) trying to do like are
0: you doing like a are you gonna buy a Corvette next? Like what's going on? Riker walks around the chair and finally sees out of the corner of his eyes the little bit of Picard's skin showing through the ninja (laughs) outfit. He goes, Oh wow. And see Oh my god, it's sub zero. It's a
1: uh, oh, Sabat
0: go. for my fucking <laughs> my yeah, yeah.
1: Who, who is, was, was a Sub-Zero. Yeah, he was the original Sub-Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good to getting
0: into the fucking Mortal Kombat, Kombat land. <laughs> yep. Dude, I think it's a failure of Starfleet, honestly. Like, Captain Picard shouldn't be on the ship nope. training. He shouldn't even be around the ship at this point. No, he should be like, gone. He, he, I, put him on the fucking Cairo and use their holodeck, yep. right? Like, I don't know, like, Don't have them be having like both captains there at the same time. It's a way to breed uh, dissent among the crew. Yeah, it's confusing, and it's already like this is a hard time emotionally. Mm. But you know, fucking Starfleet, they're not, they're not, they're out of practice, right? They, like you said, it's been eighty years since the last war. Like they don't think like this anymore, and it's going to take real ass tragedies to happen before. And it's going to take the Federation almost losing to the Dominion yeah. before they kind of, like, remember, like, oh, we got to, like, toughen up a little bit, right? Like, yeah. as shitty as that yeah, is. Yeah, you're, you're right. As shitty as uh, that yeah. is. But I do think he's, I do think Jellicoe, like I've like I've said before, is sort of creating his own problems here.
1: Yeah. Because, oh, absolutely. Because, like,
0: like, we talked about Deanna Troy comes to his office and is like, you know the people on the ship are confused. They don't understand yeah. what's happening because you're not telling them. And he's yeah. like, uh, shove it up your ass, basically. He's like, well, that <laughs> you sounds you like something you it. can deal with. That's a you problem. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's not a me problem, that's a you problem. This comes mm-hmm. back to, I was just thinking about this since you two are big Star Wars boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, This is the same problem in the sequel movie where the the purple hair lady... Yeah. Uh, Hol- won't tell Holdo? Oscar Yeah, yeah. Honda won't tell hold- Oscar Holdo. Isaacs. hold Holdo. Piston Honda hold- won't E-Honda. tell E Honda. <laughs> Honda Civic she, tells she won't tell Oscar Isaacs what's happening. She won't tell anyone what's happening. Yeah. Even though it would no, take yeah. two seconds to be like, yeah. Well, here's what's happening. Yeah. And then he uh <laughs> he heroically mutinies and goes and gets mm. his ass beat. Uh, yeah, and yeah. all of that could have been avoided if she would have just been like, This is what we're doing. But instead she was like, I don't have to tell you anything, I'm in charge.
1: Wouldn't it yeah. have been wouldn't it have been better if Jellicoe had to come on and come on the ship and he had to have been Come on who? Come, <laughs> come on, Will. Ah. Um I, Fire I, at Will. Um no! so, Red uh, Alert Wouldn't it have been better if he'd he'd come aboard I'll use that term instead and been that Riker sounds like it would really like... hurt your dick. <laughs> if Riker had have had a sort of like long night of the soul where he's like, my loyalties are with Picard, but I know that Jellico is doing what's best for the ship and the crew. And Riker had have had this the first part of the episode been about his almost like need to do what's right for the ship, but also need to do what's right for the crew. Yeah, that would have been so much more interesting than they. They hint at that, but it's done badly. It's done it's petulantly. Not, I mean, there's it's, there's the yeah. scene where
0: he's uh, Jellico is like, uh, "I need fourth rotation to be ready mm-hmm. in like tw- twenty minutes or whatever," and uh, yeah. Riker's like, "I I thought we could talk about that."
2: Yeah, and he's yeah. like you haven't
0: done it yet, and he's like, no, mm-hmm. we usually discuss these type of things, and Jellicoe's yeah, right. like, basically like you're incompetent, like yeah, it, yeah, we don't have time for this, and, and it's yeah. like yeah, but it would have, again, all of that would have been avoided if you mm-hmm. would have just taken two seconds to explain why you want four rotations.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you well, can...
0: he's yeah, Go on. Riker's right, like he's like it doesn't exist, yeah. yet. and it's like well. Like, we have a personnel problem, man. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't have enough, like, fucking, like, adequate bridge crew. I think to Rich's point as well, though, he's like, but fucking xenobiology and uh, fucking Arboretum will have to shut down. We won't be able to... to The McDonald's crew will have to go home. (laughs) Like,
1: the fucking popcorn machine in 10 forward has to be unplugged. Those scientists who are inventing the perfect sandwich.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's a whole lot of, like... Low stakes shit that they're worried about when there's such mm-hmm. high stakes, and I yeah, think that's no. a combination of uh, they're on the pleasure cruise to the Bing Bong Planet, and <laughs> the fact that uh, <laughs> Jellico again does not explain himself. <laughs> the Bing Bong Planet. That's gonna stick around. That's that's it? a classic. <laughs> Rich, we gotta make a classic. Bing Bong. <laughs> pl- we gotta make a Bing Bong Planet shirt now. <laughs> um, Bing Bong Planet is for
1: lovers. <laughs> Um, but, you know, if Jellicoe had have come on And had have explained those things I think that would have made a better episode Because Riker would have been able to see his point of view And see his crew's point of view And been torn between them both That would have been really yeah. interesting,
0: honestly yeah. It would have been better, yeah it, it would have made Riker not seem like He's going, like, back to the fucking academy, yeah. right? Like, this dude is, like, acting like it's his first day and shit Like, he, he's a commander, man Like, he knows, like he knows what's going on. He's, he's like, worked he, he under to be multiple different yeah. captains before yep. at this point. And I'm sure not I, all of them had Picard's same style. And like, he's he's Boimler. He's like,
1: What's going on? Change is scary, you know, it's like it's Boimler, man. But uh-huh. also like Picard says to Jellico, like, he's he's a commander and he's been decorated by Starfleet five yeah. times. There's like captains who haven't but yeah, he's he saved Earth. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking saved Earth, dude. Yeah. Like, and like, give you,
0: the guy like one ounce of slack. I, right? Angelico's like, mm, seems like a bitch. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I get bitch vibes from him. He's, he seems bitch made.
1: I don't want to like jump on it or anything. He's like a basic bitch. He's, he's tall and he's got a beard and I'm intimidated by that.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of
1: attracted to his dick region and that makes him a bitch. I'm, I'm interested in the way he walks like he shit himself because he's got such a bad back. I saw him AC
0: Slater over a fucking seat the other day and I popped half a stiffy so that guy's bitch made. He yeah, like uh, the show has trouble with Will, Will Riker sometimes, and I yeah. think it has trouble because it's like 1988 to 1996. Yeah, and yeah. the idea of what like a manly man, a is, man, yeah. is very tied into the toxic masculinity of the time. All right, it's lip cut time, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's li- time to get lib cucks. Let's go. Oh wait, a minute. Where's, where's your wife? It's time to get lip cucked.
2: Um <laughs> I'm gonna watch her have sex.
0: The Mickey? Uh the <laughs> Gorsh. Oh no. Oh god, no. It's Keef. <laughs> Mini run. The um uh the like toxic masculinity of the time is very much like, oh well he's he would like fucking be like, fuck you, Captain. I'm gonna push back yeah. against your shit. Yeah. But like we understand now that that's definitely not the way to be a manly yeah. man. It's not even the way to be uh, in a organization of any. Like, yes. yeah, like, exactly. It's a really stupid idea. It's Riker. Right? Riker's definitely like sometimes he's written as an extremely thoughtful, emotionally intelligent guy, and yeah. other times he's written like a guy from nineteen ninety two. And he's the, very much written like a guy from 1992 in this episode. Yeah. It's I'd the, like to point out that his dad also is abusive. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true. It's his the, dad literally ditched him in fucking yeah. Alaska, Alaska, Alaska at age 15. Yeah, it's By himself, the, no family. They <laughs> got replicators. He'll get food.
1: It he can replicate <laughs> a dad. Uh, <laughs> replicate <only>. a sandwich. <laughs> um, it's the... Riker is the the Kirk paradox made flesh, right? Yes. He's yeah, he's the occasionally he's the thoughtful commander who's strategic and everything to all beings, and then at other times he's just mindless groin attachment, you know, who's like, <laughs> you know, Riker is like a, a penis walking around, like pretending he's like. He's literal cock of the walk. That's yeah, what he is, gonna right? you to go onto this...
0: Fleshlight.com and look up mindless groin <laughs> attachment. Um, that, you can just he's... type in William Riker, and that'll come William up. William Riker, Fleshlight. He's
1: those two <laughs> things, the, the real Kirk and the pop culture perception he of is, Kirk. He is, it yeah. depends
0: on the writer. He, yeah. he suffers from the same type of syndrome that Uh, Janeway does. Yeah, where absolutely. The personality of the character depends so heavily on the writer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite scenes in Star Trek history is when um, it's in one of the episodes where like a crewman dies or something and uh, Data and Riker having dinner at 10 forward and Data asks why he doesn't why the crew uh, some of the crew don't seem to be having the same reaction as when Tasha Yar died Mm -hmm. and he doesn't feel the same like missing piece. And he, Riker explains that, you know, people, the closer you are to someone, the more keenly you miss their presence once mm-hmm. they're gone, the more emotion yeah. emotionally it hits you and affects you. And Data says, uh, would not any death hit as hard regardless of who it was? And Riker says, I, I believe that if we all felt death, uh, the death of a, hu- a living being, uh, just yeah. as keenly as the death of a loved one, perhaps you history would be less bloody. Mm. Yeah, and also like I think it's a survival thing. Yeah, right? like it is. How how it's could such we a loft, have evolved? It's such a lofty <laughs> kind of concept, though, right? Mm. That, like if we felt every death of a human being as humans, that's all we got right now. Just as keenly yeah. as we did a loved one, how much murder would there be? Yeah, there just wouldn't be any. Yeah. yeah, it's you would never. I I would argue that. We do feel that Mm. we just turn it off, right? And I I mean, I I say that all the time with you know people who aren't psychopaths. Like after you kill somebody, it like rips you apart because it's an unnatural act. Yeah, Yeah.
1: like a red Yeah,
0: it fucks you up. And I think unless it's a spoon. (laughs) Hey, I'm not somebody said it. (laughs) Uh, Thanks again Um, for the sponsorship, Magic Mind.
1: (laughs) I I was talking to Spivsey on Tonehounds at the weekend, and um, I was telling him how I used to get really upset when I used to play video games and kill an NPC. Um yeah. And I think like there is a, a while where you're a, a child, and like I'm experiencing it with my son at the minute, where he is he's obsessed with the concept of death. Like whenever someone gets hurt, yeah. he's like, does that mean they're going to die? And I think like. Yeah. You grow a skin to it, don't you? Mm-hmm. You have cal- to thicken yeah. up, otherwise it's a callus. Yeah. yeah, not yeah, a callousness. It's a, it's just a callus, yeah. and it's because when we were
0: fucking like running around in the fucking jungle mm-hmm. and the prairies and shit, like we would see death all the time. Yeah, if you, if it affected you back, you wouldn't have survived. And mm-hmm. there's Ooh. a a part of our brains that I think gets like turned down, muted almost that is screaming like, oh this is fucked up. Mm. But like <laughs> I still get sad when I kill an NPC.
1: Yeah I do a it's little like, bit. I they, feel about dude, their, think about their families. There was, their NPC families. A, yeah. I was
0: playing a survivor and some of the stormtroopers, and albeit they're Nazis, so mm-hmm. they deserve it. But some of them are like, oh God. And you're yeah. like, oh this <laughs> poor fucking guy dude. Right? In the first one one of one of them said every now and then one of them would say, I don't wanna die yeah, yeah, they'd still do that. I'm like, no, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I like when I'm playing like Dark Souls and like I'm standing next to Andre the Blacksmith and like I fucking accident, <laughs> yeah. I set my controller down and it swings R1 and hits him. Yeah, you put you put your fucking headphones on your controller and it hits the button and it attacks it, somebody. He mm-hmm. fucking like jumps up and starts fisty cuffing me and I'm like, I can't stop him. I'm like, no, 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 please, please, don't make oh, me kill you, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's, uh, we could talk all, all day about this shit, right?
1: It, what is that sound? What sound? I don't know. It sound like a moped or something.
0: What is somebody doing outside? Oh, it's outside your place. I was like, there's nothing yes. here. Oh, no. Phantom
1: lawnmower? It's like moment? someone's
0: filling up a fucking tire in front of my house. Like, <laughs> what the fuck,
1: man? Uh, my favorite Riker moment is in that mirror scene in Measure of a Man, where you just, you realize how good an actor Jonathan Frakes is, where he realizes he's got that, like, killer argument against status humanity, oh, and then he realizes yeah. he hates yeah. himself because he knows he's got to use it. And yes, that Riker sucks. is great. That Riker yeah. is the best Riker. It's we, yeah. we get him
0: about half the time. Yeah. Not in this episode. Look, no. Look, I don't I didn't want to be the first one to say it, but I would watch him have sex with my wife. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> this is the LibCuck podcast. That's what it's for.
1: <laughs> We'd watch any person have sex with our wives.
0: <laughs> That's what we're into. The uh like um the guy... God, Golisette? Golisette? Yeah, yeah. Lissette. He has the evilest smile yeah. I've ever seen on anyone in my life. <laughs> dude, that dude is like a skeleton-made man. Like, yeah. He's, he's is so like skinny. a demon. Yeah. Well, they talk about... Uh, when the behind-the-scenes Star Trek stuff, when they were designing the Cardassians, that you had to have an actor that had a really, like, unnaturally long neck to fit yeah, into yeah. the makeup correctly. And this dude has an unnaturally long everything, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say about the spoon heads? <laughs> I heard that their dick is a spoon. <laughs> That's
1: where the term "dig you out" comes. God,
0: I was gonna make that, that joke. Fuck you.
1: You, as always, Jeff. You spent too long setting it up, and one of us stole it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my problem. I love the setup. I love the art of the setup.
0: <laughs> Everybody else is just like set up punchline. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. It's, I'm sorry. That's why I'm the good, the the straight man. Mm. also Coast guy and laughing guy also I and love English man. I love sex with women. Um, yeah. yeah the uh, <laughs> uh but like the the debate scenes are like there's like a sort of like comedy to it when you like mm. uh step back from it that like they're just keep yelling at each other over yeah. and over yeah but I, I lo- feel like jellico really shines in these scenes especially yeah. when like between them when he's explaining what he's doing which is wild doesn't seem like something he likes to do but he does it then (laughs) it's really smart that they like he's talking about the cardassians being like wolves right yeah and like he's he's equating them again to like their base nature of what we understand as human beings Mm -hmm. are their base nature and he uses human's like uh, base nature against the Cardassians mm. by being like this irrational, fly off the handle like primate, right? Like being like, he's he he throwing shit around. He has a great plan where, yeah. like it's smart. He pretends like he's not willing to give an inch so that they ask for a centimeter and he gives mm-hmm. them the yeah. inch, Eight. which makes it seem like he's actually capitulating when he's not. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it also it's... makes him seem like a hard ass that won't capitulate. Mm. Going forward, Dude, he's a fucking pickup artist, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: a like pickup artist. He fully right? negs like, the Cardassians. Yeah, yeah.
0: He negs the shit out of them. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. yeah. I love when they first walk in, and set says, "Like, I've been sitting here for an hour," and he's like, "So you're ready to talk?" And he takes his yeah. fucking chair. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all of it is so fucking like, like fucking like schoolyard bullying. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> big dick man versus big neck man He's yeah like, let's yeah. let's head over to the head so i can give you a fucking swirly you dweeb
2: <laughs> yeah
0: dick <laughs> And it's, it's like, it really is working to a point, mm. but then we get this sort of reveal where the Cardassi-Gull set is like, oh, it'd be a fucking shame if the exact plot of the episode I'm describing now happens. <laughs> yeah, because they already know, right? Yeah. Uh, and man. Uh, Captain Jellicoe's like, yeah, it would be. Anyway, bye. <laughs> yeah. T- yeah, I took, I took that as like, the first genuine thing that he said the whole episode. Yeah. I I don't know like I I would have been if I were him I would have been like threatening about it I'd have been like yeah it would be a shame right yeah, he, like he, yeah, he does kind of like, give it don't away don't fucking a little bit. do that <laughs> you know what I mean he can, like, he, can, he does kind of give it away a little bit that he knows about it but then like mm-hmm. I don't know uh, like Troy says that he's not confident like we learned mm-hmm. that during this scene like when he explains yeah. what he's doing and Riker's like I give him this he's confident but mm-hmm. like. I feel like I would have been more genuinely, outwardly bothered by the fact that I knew Picard was going to get killed now. Like, I yeah. knew for sure he was going to get killed. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's why I'm not, not a captain. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be not okay with that. Hmm. But he gets the Enterprise. See, that's what they're doing to the audience, right? They're yeah. working us. They're, it seems like he wants the Enterprise. Because the first thing he says is, like, a Galaxy-class ship, that's hard to pass up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... He's like yeah and again, he's played by Ronnie Cox, who we know as a villain on site from other films. It's it's genius casting, it's really it's writing around the actor's strengths in a way Mm. that connects to the audience in sort of a meta way. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they... Well, now we think of it as meta, right? Back mm-hmm. in the day, they it would have just been good casting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, now, we, now we can say, like, oh, okay, these people are, like, type actors, and they have, like, a type that they play, right? Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, like, you couldn't just look on IMDb and be like, what was this guy's name? No, yeah. It was just sort, sort of like, inherent in your brain. Yeah. Like, it was subconscious. Like, I know this guy from somewhere, and I don't trust him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I feel like with anything that's good now, like the secrecy that they keep about it is totally justified. Yeah, yeah. like pe- people ruin the fun of the yeah. magic of the movies so
1: quickly. That's <laughs> f- crazy. I feel like as well um, with Jellico. I think you get like when he when they say that stuff about Picard, and then he goes instantly back to his office once they find out about the. Machine turning off because it was an obvious trap.
0: Um,
1: you have that bit where he instantly calls Necheyev and is like, looks like one way or another, like, the friends friends, are gone. Yeah, he genuinely cares that Picard might be dead. There isn't a sort of, um, you know, uh, he was expendable, he was part of the mission, he wasn't coming back. It was just like, there was always a hope that they would come back. And at the end of the next episode, he sort of like gives. Fucking everything he can get to get Picard back, right? Well, yeah. yeah. This is um, a
0: this is sort of a red herring. Or it's a well, it's not a red herring scene. It's a necessary scene for mm, the next episode. Yeah, it's right. sort of the opposite of a red herring. It's the real thing behind what we're gonna see next episode is yeah. the false bravado front, where mm-hmm. it seems like Jellico does not care about what happened yeah. to Picard, and uh, most of the episode when it comes to him and Riker butting heads is Riker. Yeah. Is like we have to go save Picard. He's my mm-hmm. dad. My mom's mm-hmm. there. I'm gonna get my brother, another medal. My brother yeah. Worf went with them. <laughs> my, brother- <laughs> my whole family's there. We have to go yeah. save them. And Jellico's like, I don't give a fuck. We have yeah. we have real work to do, or whatever. But really, that's the that's the mislead during that episode is Jellico is going to work towards getting Picard yeah, yeah. back. That is his goal.
1: Yeah. And I think like in doing so. He gives himself... I mean, he's he's got um, imposter syndrome, right? He yeah. definitely has. He's get, psyching himself up to believe that he, Picard is dead in order to give him the strength to deal with the Cardassians, right? Because he's afraid of the Cardassians. It's yeah. really fucking super obvious that he's afraid of the Cardassians for what he's seen, right? Because he describes them as wolves, and he does it with this sort of like faux confidence. The moment he gets out of the room with them, he's relieved and Diana senses it. I think it's the situation that he's afraid
0: of. I think we're mm. kind of projecting the idea of uh I mean, it's not that I don't think that he it could It could be both. It's, it, it could be both. It's
1: it's not that I honestly. don't think
0: he could have PTSD from the war. It's just mm. that I feel like we might be taking a step further than the show is
1: Oh, yeah, probably.
0: Us. No, Probably. No, because we're better writers.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> then Brothers pros. Yeah. Go
0: check it out. I've... This guy... He reminds me of... Did you guys ever watch Band of Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spears? Yeah. Lieutenant Spears? Oh, yeah, the guy yeah. who just fucking mows down those Germans mm-hmm. on D-Day, right? Like, he reminds me of him, because he's like, I will... If they think I'm gonna fucking kill them, and it does their job, yeah. like... Then, whatever, like it all comes out in the wash, right? Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of like the Starfleet version of that, where he's like, See, the willing to break a few eggs for whatever needs to happen, yeah. And I could, like, I could see it being a PTSD, but the the way the show presents it is that it's the situation hanging, it's like Mm -hmm. the sword of Damocles is hanging above their heads right now, and it says war on it in giant letters and this is like a cartoon yeah like a newspaper <laughs> and, cartoon yeah. Jellico is wily e. coyote the cardassians <laughs> are the <laughs> roadrunner yeah like but they're, they have spoons on their head if he makes mm-hmm. one mistake the rope breaks and the yeah. sword falls and yeah Man. he is terrified of that starfleet and Fe- the federation strategy dealing with this stuff is like pretty fucking genius right mm-hmm. like they constantly, like, kick the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're constantly kicking the can, like, avoid this, avo- you know. And and it's, like, how, like, Americans, like, like to think that they are. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we like to uh, think we, that we're that we way. We drone bomb the can. We, we, are not, <laughs> we are not. We are not. But, like, it's smart that the Federation does that because it allows them either, either you're going to exhaust every option mm-hmm. and go to war or something else minute in history will happen like uh you know like a a praxis will blow up and it'll afford you the opportunity to make peace and i don't know i i i feel like in this episode their strategy is like running out of options right and they kind of they kind of know and it's making them real jumpy well i mean
1: that's happening with the russians right now right yeah yeah. It's like we're all just kicking the can down the road hoping that yeah. Putin dies or something like that or someone something. kills him. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So no, you're I, right. I, brought, I, brought a, I brought a touch of realism that I don't think... No, really you're, you're absolutely if, if right.
0: If Putin dies, quote-unquote, there'll be a mm-hmm. new guy in charge with a new position named Putin Jr.
1: Yeah.
0: Tootin. Putin, Putin. Putin Jr. Because it's, it's just Putin put, too. It's painfully obviously Putin wearing a little... A propeller beanie and holding a <laughs> giant sucker lollipop <laughs> what is happening fellow Russians? <laughs> it's me tootin i am putin junior you can call me putin tootin Tut- someone is filling up their air tire outside oh no <laughs> now he's like now he's like german i don't know <laughs> yeah uh should we do our final thing? Oh, yeah. I guess we've talked this episode to death at this point. No. Uh, we're, I mean, we're like, we'll just talk all day. We're, like, we're, that's the thing. I think we're headed towards two hours at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, like, well above. So uh, <laughs> why, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our final review numbers for this episode using the patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. We'll be right back after these messages.
2: Happy meet the
0: Now playing at McDonald's, it's a modern
2: Stone Age happy meal. You can cruise bedrock or pull in and stay a while. One car and building with each happy meal you buy. Welcome
0: back to the Jellico one. <laughs> Any command. <laughs> Jellico Part One. Jellico. <laughs> the Jellico cat. So, oh God, I think about that all the time and I try not to really hard. Did um, you ever see it in the in the Broadway? Did you guys no. ever see it? I've seen I saw the T V version where they t- just taped the Broadway performance with Kane. I Lewis. saw it on Broadway and it was fucking stupid and horrible. Oh, and it's and you like you five pissed, hours long. You just pissed Bam off real hard if, dude. If they're listening. fuck
1: cats. <laughs> fuck cats. <laughs> no, real cats.
0: No, I would rather fuck a real cat than watch Cats. Wow. Yeah, you heard sick. it, eligible cats. <laughs> Hit us up.
2: Meow, meow, meow. Well,
0: in this program, we don't just uh, argue with each other for two hours. We also... Have a review system for these episodes of Star Trek that we go through. the patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Uh, where uh, I over-explain it every episode, and I'm not gonna do it this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's start with a special guest, Rich Masters mm-hmm. on a scale of one to t- warp one to warp ten. What do you give in this episode?
1: I... Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Because, like, this isn't... I don't think either of them are particularly good episodes in isolation. You need one with the other, right? Mm-hmm. So... You, can it's give, like, we, you you as a
0: guest, can mm-hmm. give your review for both mm-hmm. episodes together, Oh, but we
1: then, can't. Then it's, uh, for me it's easy a nine for me. It's as close as a two-parter, it's probably one of the best ones for me. Oh, I think man. like it's it's just got such good character work, even if I, I don't like how Riker is in the first, well, the whole episode, really. I can see where <laughs> he's coming from, from the audience perspective. So I think it's a nine. I really do rate Ronnie Cox's performance. I think he's great. And, oh, he's like, great. He's great in this. And you need this episode in order to make the second episode work. It wouldn't have the same gravitas unless this episode... On its own, it's probably an 8. But as Mm. as a whole together, it's a 9.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Josh Henderson, what are you giving this episode? I think we're coming at it from two different directions, mm-hmm. much like Jellico and Picard. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as, as just on its own, I'd say this is a 7.5, because mm-hmm. it's slow, it's okay, it doesn't make a lot of sense story-wise, mm. like, why the fuck is Picard going? Whatever, uh, whatever, whatever. We don't have a show without it, whatever. Uh <laughs> But I, I'm gonna wait to watch the second one when you're not here, Rich, to mm-hmm. put like to average them all together. Yeah, but you're uh, you're right. Like I I could go eight, I guess. But like, Ronnie Cox is great, and then the introduction of uh, the guy who plays the uh, Gorkon. I don't mm-hmm. know his name. The the guy who invented Super Shredder. Oh,
2: yeah, David and- Warner.
0: Yes, David yes. Warner, I didn't even get to talk about the fact that like Oh, he's he in it. Yeah, he's in this. such an amazing villain. Yeah. He's fucking scary as fuck, right? Mm. Like Yeah. Uh even but though that's he, why I think he that... is the bumbling scientist who calls the Super Shredder to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he's also Ra's al Ghul. Yes,
0: he is. In the Ultra. animated series. In the show, yeah. Uh yeah, I'm going to say 7.5. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not my favorite one-parter, mm-hmm. but I, with two, it's better. So I'll just wait till we watch two. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I'm coming in right in the middle here for this episode. Uh, although Rich gave it the same score uh, mm-hmm. as a standalone episode, I'm going to go with an eight for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the Picard parts are a little thin, um but I feel like I really dig the Dungeons & Dragons style. Like, oh, our little party is going on an adventure <laughs> thing that's yeah, happening. Yeah. And as much as the episode can frustrate me at times, looking at it from an outside perspective, as a piece of writing, it's so uh, exceptionally well done outside of the premise. Like, the yeah. character work is incredible in this yeah. episode. Everyone is given something... To really sink their teeth into, even if that is being bitch-made for Riker. Yep. Damn. It's... Uh, like, Ronnie Cox really shines as an actor in this episode. Mm. I mean, I've never seen him in anything where I didn't think he was excellent. Maybe the Captain America movie where he played oh, the, yeah. the president in the 80s.
1: <laughs> but he was doing the best with what he had in that, yes. in that film. <laughs> Yes.
0: But uh, the, the funniest thing in that film is he's like, uh, he was alive during World War II and he saw the rocket that Captain America was on get <laughs> shot. He was like a b- little boy. And he's like, I saw you as a shooting star. Oh, God. But uh, beyond that, this episode... I, I give an eight. I think, as a whole, we'll have to see where I land next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. Josh and I are going to have to do, like, one rating for the episode by itself and one rating for them together next
1: time. Yeah. That's, that's what I
0: was thinking, yeah. Uh, but for Rich th- won't be here, so that's why he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, oh, so oh, for I'll now, be... Rich is the only locked-in answer at a nine. Yeah. Unless you I'll... want to put a wig on and lose, like, two feet of height and...
1: I'll be here in in, spirit.
0: Come into the podcast riding a horse. Yeah, (laughs) we're actually having two guests next time. It's Zane and a horse. Zane and our horse. (laughs) I'll be the horse. I don't remember. The the uh, so yeah, like I I give it an eight out of ten this time, and I think that's a tough. Like I understand exactly where Josh is coming from with a seven point five. Because we talk all the time about the different curve for grading that all of these yeah, series have. Yeah. There are so many amazing TNG episodes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like 7.5 for TNG is like an 8 or a 9 for yeah. easily any yeah. other... Maybe not... Maybe not, it's not Deep Space yeah. Nine, no, but pretty no, much but... any other series. I think it mm. would be an 8 or a 9 in. Yeah. Um, and that, that brings us to the end of the episode folks mm, what Yeah, I'd like to uh, extend a generous blowjob to Mr. Rich Masters for being on today's episode
1: <laughs> it have to be long we're on the other side of the ocean slurpy slurpy slurp oh, um, I felt that <laughs> Oh, Rich, where can people find you on the internet? What are you doing out there? Uh, so, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Masters Rich. I don't interact with people, but you can follow me. It's a big ego boost for me. I have a cartoon podcast that I do with my friend Spivzy called Toon Hounds. You can follow us at, at Toonhounds. And we do, we as in me, Jeff and Josh, do a very excellent podcast that we all enjoy called bros before pros where we make up three stories based on the most inane prompts sometimes <laughs> and sometimes the best prompts um arm wrestling arm wrestling is going to be tough this week i'm not gonna lie uh but we have a lot of fun with that and you can follow us at uh bros before pros that's b and four dot card dot co
0: yeah all you- the information you'll ever want about bros before pros that's bros the letters before pros mm-hmm. not a to good be show confused now. with whoever was mad at us on twitter about that yeah um
1: <laughs> be more specific about that
0: yeah thank uh thank you rich uh we have a website as well that you can find all the information i'm about to rattle off to you at uh mclasspodcast.com Uh, There, you'll be able to find our email address, mclassemail at gmail.com. You'll be able to find a link to uh, our store, which will eventually have something new in it. But for now, it has three or four shirts that you can purchase Mm -hmm. to help us out. And a fanny pack that you can put all your condoms and whatnots in. And whatnots, baby. If you use them, I mean, if you're Mm -hmm. a dork. Mm -hmm. If you're a total fucking dweebus and you don't want to impregnate a stranger... (laughs) Yeah, just have sex with Linda Carter. She can't have kids. Uh, I'm assuming. It's a magic mind, by the way. Um, <laughs> this. God, we're gonna lose that sponsor. Anyway. Are we gonna man? Are we gonna mangrate this? Are we mangrating it? <laughs> <laughs> <Did> we, <laughs> we we're gonna lose that sponsor. Do you um, ever see the the Norm MacDonald podcast? Yes. Where yeah, the mangrate. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, the. uh... But the website also has a link to our Patreon, which is mm. patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get access to a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys, behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers for every episode, and uh, for a little bit more dough, you get access to other podcasts we do, like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, commentary tracks for great movies, under the title uh, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing new and exciting... Stuff on Patreon, starting fairly soon. We're going to have a little bit more time for it. Uh, you'll find out about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, please support the show if you dig what we're doing. We uh, appreciate everybody who does. And you know who else we appreciate? Who? Vitizen. Oh, I knew that. Thank you, Vitizen, for the use of uh, your track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find uh, Vitizen's music at vitizen.card.co. That's two R's in card, like always. And uh, Vitizen's band Sonder have, uh, have recently had to change their name due to legal issues. Yeah, there's um, another band called that, I believe. There, there are apparently six other bands called wow. that. Wow. Well, they all just fucking Highlandering, just like seeing who's last. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Uh, they changed the name of the band to Santosha, S-A-N-T-O-S-H-A, and uh, their song Ghost of You is out on Spotify right now, and it fucking rolls. Mm-hmm. And they're yep. going to be doing uh, three shows around the Philadelphia area in uh, the next in the month of May. So check them out if you get a chance. Yeah, hit them up. Uh, let's see if we have any new reviews. I haven't, I haven't checked that recently. Uh, if you'd like to leave a review, you can do so on iTunes because uh, that's the only place I know how to check them. <laughs> yeah, isn't it weird? Like I don't know how to do that on Spotify or anything. Yeah. Uh, we do not have any new reviews. We still have a four point nine. Uh, thank you to that one guy. Uh, well, we really <laughs> blew it with the two swords. We really, uh, we really made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I I wasn't going to mention that again because that dude is sort of sensitive about it but it's just a fun joke now like we don't care Um, I don't don't give a shit who gives (laughs) a fuck but um, uh, yeah we're we're done here I think I think I've said everything I need to say wow I'm going to go hang up my Jellico poster and jerk off to
1: (laughs) it get your Ronnie Cox off
0: yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. We can't do any better than that. Uh, we'll <laughs> that's be-
1: why we had them,
0: boys. We'll be back in a week with more M class. Bye bye.
1: Bye.
0: mentally ill.